This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Unleash Chaos Horrific worldwide on September 22nd. Since 1988, Cannibal Corpse have been at the forefront of death metal, shaping and defining the genre, creating a seminal, incomparable body of work over the following decades. In 2021, they raised the stakes again with their 15th album, Violence Unimagined, growing ever more complex and intense. And in 2023, they return with its successor, the equally monstrous Chaos Horrific, starting a new chapter in their legacy. Written shortly after the conclusion of the Violence Unimagined Sessions, echoes of that album exist in Chaos Horrific, but this is a whole new beast of its own. Listen now and watch videos at metalblade.com slash cannibal corpse. Also, Harm's Way return with Common Suffering out September 29th. This is nothing less than a full armored and mechanized instrument of war ready to detonate listeners with their incredibly memorable riffs, breakdowns, and impeccable songwriting with subtle melody and point-counterpoint. The title, Common Suffering, is a clear nod to the collective experiences of the past three years of chaos, misanthropy, paranoia, disorder, confusion, and anxiety, with the band exploring themes ranging from personal struggles with mental health, relationships, political upheaval, corruption, and political power. Listen and watch videos now at MetalBlade.com slash Harm's Way. <laughs> This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Jocelyn Sharp, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, all of our friends out there in the wonderful world? We are back for a .5 episode to celebrate the music we love. How has September been so far with new releases? Wow, it has only the 15th, and we are had an onslaught of amazing music hit us. But there is no way we can get off this uh, month without having an interview and promoting Baroness's latest, Stone, which is out today, right now. Guys, if you haven't picked it up, you need to pick it up today. Physical copy. Listen to it. Um, Great record, as we've always expected from Baroness. So we got an extra episode for you guys this week, a little .5 episode. Uh, Not much else to talk about, as usual. Let's just get to the bread and butter. That's what these half episodes are about. Here is my chat to celebrate the latest record from Baroness with the one and only Gina Gleason. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Is that a PT's shirt, like the bar? It is, it is. Not uh, uh, in, I, in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah, yeah right. Yes. I'm, Vegas, I'm Vegas folk. We're Vegas folk. Yeah, You are. I am. Okay. Born and raised. I don't know. PT's. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> you know, it's laundry day. Let's just say that. Otherwise, I'd have a cooler shirt. But no, I love it. I think that's a really cool shirt. What is um the tater tots are called like golden nuggets or something or like yes. what are they called? They're they they're like a funny... they're. I know what you're talking about. It's not. It's uh. They changed it because of the Golden Knights, but I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. yeah. So okay. it's now now everything's like Golden <laughs> Knights, especially since they won. And uh, yeah. I'm not like I said. I I don't know if you're a hockey fan, but I'm so hard trying, you know, like because we have a team out here, and I'm like, uh, I, I've, you know, I I have shirts and stuff, but yeah, yeah it's tough for me. It's tough for me. Yeah, but, I'm not like like I want to like I just am not like a big. I've never been a big sports watcher. I'm a bandwagoner, you know, like when the Eagles were in. Uh, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl, yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah, but you know, I couldn't tell you like the rules of the game or it's, <laughs> anything it's, like it's that. It's about the energy and the atmosphere, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, it's exactly right. And so that was the thing when the Golden Knights won this year. There was this parade, you know, down the strip, and they nice. were closing everything off. And I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna work. Do I bring kids there? Is it like a you know, like so, yeah, so yeah. We're learning because, as you know, we're not a we're not a major city, but I think we're pretending to be right now, and then eventually we will be. I don't know. That's how totally. I, I feel like we're in the pretend phase right now. Right? So. Yeah, that's good. I fake it to make it. Uh, no, I think that's cool. Though. Vegas has a a strong community, and I I was like moving back to the East Coast, like as the team was like coming to town, and all, so I missed all that, like that sense of camaraderie within the city I, I watched from afar and i was i was a little jealous i was like oh man that looks really fun <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. um and that and then uh but you know in the area you're at with the eagles um and all that stuff in, in the philly area when a team wins in philadelphia from where i'm at it looks like it's very scary like there's riots yeah. with stuff. <laughs> it's like i want philly teams to win but also like does the neighborhood want philly teams to win we're not there i know that yeah, it is crazy. It does get like really wild. Um, was it the Super Bowl? See, um, yeah, it was the Super Bowl. Uh, my girlfriend and I biked like across the city to go watch it on um, like Broad Street. Like a friend mm. of hers had a like a hotel room that they're gonna all like watch the Super Bowl, and I was like, yeah, I definitely want to like experience this. And like it was the cra- like the bike ride across town was like completely silent there's like no cars on the road there's nobody out it was like a kind of eerie and it was like really tense and you could just hear the echoes of like people in their homes and in bars like watching the game and there would be this like wave of you know excitement and then tense you know and uh it was like getting towards the end of the game where they were like maybe gonna win and i was like i think we should leave (laughs) like i think we should like get like a head start on you know the greased pole climbers <laughs> and like all the you know all that excitement yeah but, um, win or lose 
excitement's going to yeah. happen. You're, so you have that intuition. You're like, either way, whatever happens, we're going to know. <laughs> There's going to be this yeah. loud uproar of yay or anger, right? Uh, and it's funny you bring up the grease pole thing is because uh, I have like one of my – by the way, real quick before I do this, everybody, Gina's on the phone. Baroness's new record, Stone, is coming out September 15th. Oh, it's going to be great. We're going to talk about it. We're just kind of rapping right now, but we're getting to the to the awesome. music and the reason we're here because uh, way to go, you guys. What a record. Um, Thank you so much. Very welcome. Uh, and so there was a – I was on the strip live, and one of the guys climbed up on, this, on the pole right there where the Barbary Coast, I guess it's Dre's now, and Bally's, I guess it's Horseshoe now. God, they're changing all, the, all over the place, right? And he fell. And we all were like laughing as kids, and we were past. We were by the Caesar's Palace area. And oh my gosh! Sure enough, he died. And I was like, every time I see somebody go up a pole, I'm like, man, <laughs> you know, like don't do oh it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that I'm was. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's it was so intense. A horrible yeah. memory. I think I was like 17, and so I never went back to the strip. I'm like, I can't, I can't be around uh, uh, people that potentially might die. <laughs> right? So, not to not to laugh about it. It's bad, but I just so when I see. The or the people celebrating, they always climb up the street poles, right? And like, what's your? It must be like a just human nature. Like, I just want to be higher up. Like, yeah, I don't know <laughs> what drives you to do that. <laughs> like, what's your end game? You're you're gonna be marooned. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but anyways, uh, Philadelphia people, stop. Let's everybody, let's just stop climbing up poles, street lights. There's no end game. It can be bad. And if you jump on the people <laughs> on the bottom of you, they're not gonna catch you. Yeah, they're not oh. gonna catch you. Um, so, anyways. I got to tell you, first off, we're talking about Stone here, music videos that are out right now. Yeah. Um, I am a huge fan of them, and I want to talk more about them. Because, you know, music videos-wise, I always want that artistic side, but I also want the colors that the song gives me and all that stuff. And they were all put together very well. So tell me about the whole story behind the music videos that are out right now for uh, for the yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just... Partly, like, was just out, out of necessity. It was, like, this, you know, the the way that the, the landscape of how we consume things online is, like, kind of, like, ever-changing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so is this kind of, like, do we do a... I don't know how interesting this is. It's just, like, should we do, like, a lyric video? Like, do people watch those? Like, I'm, like, I don't know if I watch them, like, necessarily. Uh, and it was kind of like getting to like last minute and it was like, we should just do a video because that's what we would watch because we like music videos and I think it's cool. And why wait? We might as well just have put it out with the first song and not have it be like, you know, whatever lyric video or some visual. And then, uh, you know, it just seemed like let's just kind of do it all at once. And so because we're... So last minute, which is not unusual for us, um, it was just like, well, let's just do it ourselves. And Nick had like started compiling footage that would be like sort of the backdrop to something that lyrics could go over or something like that. Um, and he had like a really cool direction with like this stop motion idea. And he was like, if we take, you know, uh, the setting on his camera, he's like, it'll take 150, um, like stills like one per second and it's like a uh, sequence of them is 150 that you end up with so if you like put something in front of the camera that's doing like really subtle movements when you play those 150 photos as a sequence it looks really weird and like choppy and stop motiony and and so that was like his initial like direction and he showed us like all the stuff that he had been shooting like in his apartment like really like 
minimal like equipment and you know just like a cool idea done uh to the max you know with like doing it with whatever you have like laying around like a lot of it he was like i just googled a green screen and like used my laptop as like the green screen and then he would try different like objects in front of that and like kind of experiment with like iMovie you know it's just like whatever resources you have and and we kind of just took that idea and and ran with it so he yeah Nick and Sebastian live in Brooklyn and John and I are in in Philadelphia for just for context so we're about two hours apart Mm -hmm. um from each other so Nick came down to Philly and we just had like a blast like it felt I feel like I was in high school like because we just had this a general like idea and direction and then it was just like go nuts it was like what if we took this you know chain and like drug it in the grass and it was like oh dude dude what if what if it was like red and what if this light came in you know it just was like so like fun and uh we just had a great time doing it and so we we're like well i guess this is how we're gonna do all the videos now because that was super fun and then the one that just came out today for beneath the rose same idea um nick took some footage while he was on like a family trip and john and i did a bunch of footage here in philly and we just kind of like melded them together and yeah same idea with some of the stop motion kind of stuff uh i watched like a evil dead 2 behind the scenes you know try to get some ideas from from that but yes that idea of really minimal or just kind of diy like what what can we do with what we have because we're not filmmakers <laughs> we enjoy art and music and movies and but you know that's the innocence of people that became filmmakers you know what i'm saying like they're like sure. let's just figure this out and 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 we we we, we can just you know relate to the images which is really cool like you said when he's doing the 150 frames per second or whatever with the stop motion just playing with that and seeing it and then it it went so well with the song so just to to keep on this topic did you guys in any way break the song into parts uh or did nick or or you or anything like that where you're like i want this image here i want this image here or was it something that you're like we just want this to flow through as far as the images go and the colors because it feels to me like it was so um sequence perfect for the song you know thank you i think it kind of evolved as we were going and like as we compiled more and more footage it was like oh well now this kind of goes with this thing that maybe nick had previously um you know had on his and it's like oh now these two images like really work together or they're like polar opposites or whatever and uh we kind of took that idea into this new one too where it was like you know, John was like, maybe if, if I have like flowers on my face or something, he's like, I want to have like something like this, the, like kind of grosser, you know? So there's like these kind of like opposites, yeah. uh, kind of theme going on. But yeah, I think, um, it's just as we experiment and like play with things, you kind of the, the visuals kind of reveal themselves to you. It's, it's the same as like the songwriting process, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, as you, play and as you develop ideas and things become more realized the song kind of like reveals itself to you as you're going along and you can kind of follow it and you know Mm -hmm. hopefully capture it by the end you know 
but and the songwriting process is a great segue because uh following golden gray obviously we had that the pandemic break and all that stuff and this is the first record that you guys have done since then uh again everybody stone coming out september 15th make sure you guys are pre-ordering it um and uh, um but like there was no deadline and you kind of said like hey sometimes we do things at last minute when there isn't a deadline do you guys prefer that or is it like you like to have like we have to hit this date in order to to get the songs out yeah it's it's really hard like i think it's good to have limitations on your like creative process like you got to cut it off at some point um we're just really bad at doing that like we'll just keep pushing it and keep pushing it and you know that can be really beautiful it can be frustrating at times um because we'll think we're done with something and then there's like oh, but maybe we could just try this one thing and so i don't know if we we're like if we get in our own way sometimes but uh we're always really really happy with the end results so um it's hard to say you know which is better is it better to have a a deadline and just cut yourself off and and kind of live with what you made in in that moment you know a record of like what you had at that time or is it better just kind of push it and push it um i don't know the answer but i just know that we tend to just keep pushing and um it's almost like whatever idea for any given part of any song it's like we have to just push it so far beyond its boundaries until it comes back like full circle to sort of a more again like realized version of what we started with and sometimes that process can take a couple of years, you know. Nice, yeah. How important is when the song is finished? And like I said, you know when to say when. It's different all the time. When the song is finished that you feel like presenting this live, everybody will get it. How important is knowing how a live audience is going to react when a song is finished to you guys? Yeah, it's a really good question. I don't I don't think too much about like this is – like I, I wouldn't approach like – creating a, a part or contributing something with like an audience reaction in mind. I would just kind of hope that like what we come up with can have like the best presentation for live that will connect with people. Um, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. So um, it's just one of those things where it's like, cause I, I hear so many of these songs uh, on the new record stone and I'm, I'm very much like, Oh, that's sound. I, I can see myself getting, there's moments of transcendence when you see a band live, you know, and there's so many parts where I can see that the world stops and I'm focusing on what's going on. And I always wonder if that's, it's an organic thing, I know, but it's, I always wonder if that's something that's like we're looking for those moments or they just come, you know? Uh, and a lot of the songs, a lot of that songs on this record have that. Um, how was it different from Golden Gray versus Stone for you as a contributor to the, to the band? Yeah, it felt like extremely different for me personally. I think coming in for Golden Gray, you're like the new person you know and that for me at least came with a ton of like insecurities and like second guessing myself and the band as a whole was just at this kind of cool part in their musical career where it's like uh they've done a lot of things sonically and they're ready for something completely um completely different. Like it was a lot more experimental. So I think for Golden Gray, I kept imposing my own ideas of what I thought a Baroness song should sound like. And then the direction that the band was taking, like they weren't really like trying to do that. So it was like this weird inner like uh, turmoil for me as like a 
guitar player try to like figure out my like role and there's like, you know, whatever new person dynamics that, uh, you know, that's stuff I think we mostly like put on ourselves. John, Nick and Sebastian are like really open-minded, this like kind, great people. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's a tricky like situation to walk into something that's been established for so long. Um, so this time around, since we've been together now for so, you know, six or seven years playing and touring our butts off and writing and working on things, uh, I've just felt a lot more comfortable and like uh, maybe a little more comfortable, like imposing my uh, musical impulses on situations or, you know, um, kind of fighting for things in a way, you know, we, we if there's an idea, it's always like, all four of us have a, a say in it. And um, there's going to be parts that I am more passionate about than than others. Like, I'm not going to have a huge say over something that, like, Seb feels really passionate about. You know, it's like, yeah, he should decide what he yeah, wants to do there. I, I have an opinion, maybe, but I'm not going to fight for it. But, you know, for something for me, it felt a little more comfortably like, no, I think this is awesome, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, definitely, like, a really, really different experience both really positive experiences for both albums, both like huge, 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 massive, like learning experiences, which I'm always really, really grateful for. Um, yeah. And I think I was able to take a lot of what I learned uh, for from Golden Gray on like how to approach songs and just working in a band setting and, and apply it here. So it felt like really, really great. Nice. And so do you guys usually uh, on this album write and record kind of in the same room? Because like I said, people live in different areas. Is that very important or is there a lot of file sharing that goes on prior? Because um, I always I always talk about like that demo disease thing where people do demos and they're like st stuck to them. And then yeah, yeah. when people are in a room, I always wonder if if how how's that work with you guys? Yeah, I th unfortunately, the timing of the album, which is when we would have been like making a new album anyway but this it, it was at the like kind of peak of covid in in 2020 so we kind of used that initial time at home to start just shedding ideas and we would do like a weekly dropbox hangout like we would like all right on fridays whatever you worked on this week like put it in dropbox we'll all go on zoom like everybody else in the world on a friday night in 2020 <laughs> And we'll just like hang out and have whatever, a coffee or a beer and just like listen to whatever we all put in Dropbox. And that was really fun, like as it went on, because as more and more ideas got added, it was like, oh, this thing kind of suits this thing from two weeks ago or, you know. Uh, and then once we got in a studio setting, we uh, rented like an Airbnb and brought all our gear to it, which I'm sure, again, a lot of people did the same kind of thing in this uh, particular time period. Um, that's when it felt really like, all right, now we can like really figure out what's going on here. Um, a lot of songs got scrapped because as the, again, as the album started revealing itself more to us as a whole, it was like, oh, it's maybe these things like don't really fit. And yeah, so. Nice. Yes. That, that, and that, I, th I do think that experience is unique that a lot of bands learn from. But the fact that you can get back into a room and then really shed all those ideas to make it look the way and sound the way it looks now is, is really important. And that's the thing about um, since Golden Gray, I mean, even uh, prior a little bit, the limitations, a lot of the rock and heavy heavy rock metal bands, they have kind of these limitations. Baroness has broke those. 
You know, I feel like you guys can can present anything and we trust you um, to us as a fan base. Uh, as a creator, do you guys feel that as well when you're playing songs live that you can do that? Or do you feel there's still that heavy metal and hard rock kind of like box that you have to pay attention to? Yeah, I don't feel like it. And I'm really grateful for this. I don't feel that like kind of uh, like there's boundaries around what we have to do to uh, appeal to people. I'm really like grateful that everyone's like down to be on this journey with us. You know, sometimes I know we push things like in a direction that makes sense to us. But if you're not in our heads or in our workspace, you might be like, whoa, what is going on here? Um, but I think that's also really cool. I like surprises like that as a listener of uh, music that I'm a fan of. So I hope people, you know, really do enjoy that experience with us. I hope the live presentation is just like always awesome and always super high energy. Um, when we, we're always like really pleasantly surprised. Like we toured with Lamb of God uh, in last September mm-hmm. and you know, our music compared to it was Lamb of God, Kill Switch Engage, and Suicide Silence. So three amazing bands, super heavy, uh, total sweethearts across the board. And uh, yeah, the audiences for for those bands were like really receptive to us too. And I, I thought that was like so cool. Um, so yeah, try not to think of it in terms of, you know, having a, a box around it, but we're just all like influenced by so many different things and the bands that we really love, like don't tend to put those boundaries on themselves. You know, even like I think of like Zeppelin or something, it's like, there's an acoustic song. There's like the heaviest song you've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. Some kind of ballad, whatever. Exactly. And that's, and it's great that you brought up that tour and how our scene is now is that it's like we are just so much more receptive. And I know that we always try to subgenre of people and do things, but I love the fact that I can't subgenre most bands I love. I'm like, I, I'll just put it this big old umbrella over them because I don't know what I'm going to get, right? Um, sure. But the live show is such an important part. And when you're talking about coming back after the COVID, have you seen the difference in us as, as a crowd? Do you see a lot more smiles than we're used to? I mean, we're so happy and we took it for granted i mean have you felt that uh returning to the touring life i felt it on like both sides i think i I felt it from like being a person performing and being on stage uh from an artist's perspective and i felt feel it myself just when i go to shows Mm. um i went to a show with john a couple nights ago um it was morbid cross and a band called neverfall Mm. um from south south carolina i think i might have gotten that wrong um But like they just like after they played, I just gave the singer like a hug. I was like, I, that just was awesome. I just was ex- so excited. Like, you know, I probably totally like freaked him out. He's like, why is this lady give me a hug? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think on both both sides, it's like across the board, like, oh, we can't take this for granted. Maybe like going to shows is really cool. And when it's not there, it stinks. <laughs> Thousand percent. Our community has uh, our community has really it just I just feel it and see it now a lot more and like I said I probably took it for granted before where I just kind of felt like I was this and that but now at every show at every band there's just this openness and joy um and I like I was saying I always look around and I just see so many people smiling at like whatever it can be obituary it can be you guys yeah. but there's smiles and I'm not used to that I'm like it's not stand-up comedy you know so I was always like but I feel the same way where there's just this joy um and there Side is note. Right. Oh, sorry. Oh no, you're fine. 
We uh, saw obituary recently too, oh, and it was like smiles. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is like <laughs> that was it. And you're just like, oh man, there's there's just this this joy to the headbang and then the, the everybody. It's it's unreal. But that's our community, right? And now we all feel and the like you were saying, you gave the hug. After every show, I feel like I want to group hug with everybody, whether you're in a mosh pit or not, stinky or not, just group hug. <laughs> and that's new. Yeah. That's new for for me at least. I don't know if everybody's been like that, but I guess I was a little more standoffish in the past with uh with the with the way heavy music was. Anyways, um, so back to what we're here to talk about, guys. Stone Baroness's latest records coming out September fifteenth. Is there more music videos in the pipeline that you guys are working through? Because you as a team are creating these, and they're turning out fantastic. Is this something where you guys can see yourself doing one for, like, every track on the album for the fans? I hope so. Um, That would be, like, the goal. Mm. Um, We have a few more songs to, you know, be put out before Mm. September 15th, before the whole record comes out. Um, And then we'll be on tour after that, which always is, like, uh, you know... I don't know how much we'll be able to get done between now and then, but yeah, the goal is to keep doing those. And, you know, I suppose even if they come out, you know, after the album's out, that's, that's fine too, you know, for the songs that won't be pre-released, but yeah. Dude, it's, yeah, they're great. So everybody make sure we talked about them a lot. Make sure you're checking out the videos right now. Last word beneath the rose is out right now. Uh, tour you talked about starting October 1st uh, all through North America. How is your guys' touring schedule looking? Is it going to be nonstop like we're used to, or is there select stops? Because a lot of bands I'm talking to, there's a lot of different challenges with touring these days. So how Absolutely. are you guys looking for that? There's a lot of, yeah, there's definitely a lot of logistical challenges to like the landscape of touring right now. Um, we're really, really hoping and planning on being as nonstop as possible. So um, right now, yeah, the one it's early October through like early December, I think our last two shows are kind of hometown uh, shows, December 1st and 2nd at Union Transfer in Philadelphia, uh, if anyone lives in Philly. And um, and then we're hoping to be back out, you know, immediately early as possible 2024. So yeah, it looks like we'll be like sort of home around the holidays-ish and then back to it so back to it and it's cool because there's a lot of bands that are kind of opening acts on this tour there's a lot of different things and they're kind of regional things how did that work out is that part of kind of the logistical things that make the most sense right now because i think as a fan it's awesome that was just something we thought would be really really cool and something we talked about like um for me if there's a band that i loved and then there was like all these various support bands that were different from region to region I would probably go see it in a couple different places because I'd be like, well, I want to see the like this other band and this and this. Um, so that was just something we thought would be really cool and like just a selfishly really fun for us to just get to hear as many bands uh, that we love as possible on one tour. So yeah, that was just something we thought would would rule. It, it would, it would. And guys, if, if guys and gals, if you can. Make sure, because I, I did that. I took off a week vacation. I Grateful Deaded some bands. I would just follow whatever. Dude, nice. Propaganda yeah. through like six states and just be like, whatever. Uh, and, and it was like the best time ever. Yes, I went by myself. If you guys can get a friend to do that, it's cool. But even by yourself, with the, with the way you guys set it up, that's perfect. Because like that's you said, cool. there's a different taste all the way through. So make sure you guys are picking up tickets to the show. Like you said, October all the way. It's a seven-week tour. It's a long one. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be awesome. And then obviously, yeah, enjoy the holidays. 
It's cold. Yeah, right. Enjoy the. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about that already. It's like the summer is like flying by. It's yeah, like this year, right? I I know this year. I, I feel like every year goes fast, but I feel like this year especially again went just flew by on us. But with that, everybody, one more time, let me just promote why we're here. Make sure you are pre-ordering Stone. It's coming out September 15th. I can't say enough great things about this record. Um, it's one of those records that made me go back to Golden Gray and then come back. And, and there is a great evolution of what you guys have done. Really, really fantastic. And the fans are going to love it. Make sure you guys are checking out the music videos out there right now. I love them uh, and all that. And, of course, see them on the road, see them on the road. Some of these songs live are going to be game changers for you guys. So with that... Been a fan for so long. Gina, thank you so much here calling into the Thank you so much. Podcast. Thank you for, yeah, all the support, and we, we just appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs>
the Metal Sucks Podcast. First song you guys heard is off the latest record from Baroness. That track is Shine. Amazing song. Guys, if you're not listening to it right now, if you're not picking it up, the physical copy, if you're not checking out the tour dates, everything that we talked about, you guys need to. Baroness's latest record, Stone, is out now. And like I said, it's so... Baroness's latest record, Stone, is out right now, and you guys need to get that to your collection ASAP. Second song you heard, like to play new music, support other things as well. It's from a band called Graveyard, if you guys know. This album, Six, is coming out September 29th. The track we played is Twice. Really groovy band, man. Always like Graveyard. This record, nothing changes. Consistency, and it's just a next step up for fans of that band. So if you dug that track, guys, Graveyard's new album, Six, is coming out September 29th. Make sure you are pre-ordering it. So with that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews on the good old Apple iTunes. That's all we ask for as a podcast team. Hey, you know, like I said, I always brag that we don't miss any episodes. We always get them out there, and we've been getting extra ones for you guys lately just because of the great music that this scene is providing us uh, and all these amazing bands. So, guys, 
if you appreciate all the effort we put into it, five-star review on the Apple iTunes, or go check out our other podcast, the Archived Episode Podcast. we got about 103 episodes in the archive, old school stuff, but uh, Rise to Offend is the name of that podcast. Um, so with that, my friends, you'll hear from us in about two or three days. Thank you all for listening, as always, supporting music, supporting the scene, and these artists. We'll talk to you guys in a few days. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.